flushing girl from flushing. The nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, uh, Miss Fine. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Oh, Mr. Sheffield, the podcast about the nanny, a hit sitcom from the 90s starring Fran Drescher. I am Shondi Pasquale, and I am here as always with Toria Sheffield. Yes, and we are back for season five, episode two, first date. This is the one in which on their first date, Fran must hide from Elton John because of a previous run-in with him uh, while she's out on a date with <laughs> with Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> Something about just hearing it broken out like that really put it all into perspective. <laughs> that's what it's about. <laughs> This one is this, this one's written by Frank Lombardi and directed by Dorothy Lyman. And I enjoyed this episode quite a bit, Toria. What about you? It was a very fun episode. It was so silly. Yeah. It was so, so fun. Um, yeah. And uh, well, we start this episode off with Fran and Sylvia in the Sheffield mansion in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. There's so much Sylvia, re- you know, in recent weeks. Uh, she got a bump. She got that fifth season bump. Yeah, that's so true. Um, So she basically is like, yo, Fran, like what's happening with you and Mr. Sheffield now that you're officially a couple? And Fran's literally like, she's like, nothing, ma, nothing. Because we've had zero alone time since things started heating up between us. And Sylvia's literally like, well, you just got to look someone directly in the eye and go, get out of here, go. And then Fran looks at her and goes, get out of here, go. And she goes, see, wasn't hard. Like, like totally like not taking the hint that she's the reason they have no alone time. You know, it struck me as weird because Sylvia wanted this relationship to happen so badly. And it's like, why are you butting in now? Like, you, why now? Like, it, she, it's happening. Just, just set the sheet, as my Italian grandmother would say, and go home and be happy that they're together. Well, because she wants to profit off of the union. Which means eating <laughs> eating their food, using their tubs. But so Mr. Sheffield then comes in and he literally tells Sylvia that there are Hershey kisses hidden under a couch in the mansion just to get her to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Which she does. Yes. And, you know, he and Fran, it's a very cute moment. They kind of like hug and they kiss a little. And it's very like, you know, ooh, they're really together. Um, and he's like, you know, Miss Fine. I want to take you on a real date. And mm-hmm. he's like, you know what? The premiere of Elton John's new movie, Tantrums and Tiaras, is this Friday. You know, we're all invited as a family. But afterwards, there is a private dinner with Elton, and I want just the two of us to go. Uh, and uh, by the way, Tantrum, for anyone who doesn't know, I didn't really know this. Um, Tantrums and Tiaras was a real documentary that came out about Elton John. It was directed by his then romantic partner. Um, and it really did come out just around the time of this episode. So this is very timely. Uh, and Fran is ecstatic. She literally goes, I am so happy a date. And you trust me not to embarrass you in front of a celebrity. And then she like runs off and you can tell that Mr. Sheffield's clearly like, oh no. More than timely. It feels like this episode was written to promote this documentary, right? Like, Hey, we want Elton John on the show. You can have him, but you got to promote his new movie. Okay. We'll write it into the plot. And then we end Mm -hmm. up with this. You know, which sometimes is a disaster. It worked out really in their favor this time. Yes, and um, we'll get into a little more of how that. Oh, ended that was up. good. You you yes anded me. You said yes and. 
We're keeping the said, improv going. <laughs> yes, and but no. <laughs> so, but we'll get into how that uh, actually uh, took place in trivia. Uh, hmm. But also, uh, the other key element to this is that Mr. Sheffield, of course, wants to talk to uh, wants to talk to Elton John about appearing in his latest show. So this yeah. is also an opportunity to sort of court a celebrity. It felt to me like, you know, again, and I, I brought this up last episode, it felt my note here at the end of this this scene where he like asks her out was just like, it seems like they're suddenly just moving very quickly and he's completely over all of his previous hangups. Like his, <laughs> like a switch, you know? I mean, I kind of think they're, they're moving quickly and they're moving slowly because, you know, ostensibly like they, they could be married at this point. They live under the same roof. Like, I don't even think they've like technically mm. had sex yet. Like, I mean, <gasps> now they're just going, <laughs> I know Sean, you, it's a very I adult topic. You, you know, I hate when I, when you say that word, <laughs> they haven't had any moist. They haven't had no. any panties. <laughs> uh, but so, uh, Oh, and one thing, well, I'll, I'll get into the tantrums and tiara stuff later in just regular talking about this episode because I looked up some scenes from that movie. Yes. It was a, it was a tough watch, but not oh. because it was bad, but because Elton John was such a deeply tortured person. Yes, um, yes. But so I'll get into a scene that I saw online where I just was literally like cringing. Uh, oh, but so wait. then the next scene, uh, it's, N- Niles and Cece are in the hallway outside Mr. Sheffield's office. Or, or no, actually, I think they might be upstairs. They're upstairs. Yeah, they're upstairs. And Cece is kind of like following Niles around the house. And she is complaining about the fact that Mr. Sheffield chose to take Nanny Fine as his plus one to this private dinner with Alton John, which is, you know, kind of a business meeting instead of her. And she's just like, you know, I just don't understand it. You know, why would he do that? Why would he do that? And Niles just gets so fed up. He looks at her and then he screams in her face. Because he doesn't like you, <laughs> which is very funny. This was very funny. I, you know, my my big pushback on this was just like, again, it's more of just like a consistency thing with Cece, where it's like, she's, she seems now to only like Maxwell when they meet her to for a B-plot. But because mm-hmm. like a lot of time has passed where Cece kind of like doesn't bring him up at all or like it's it's not it's not addressed and then you get like beats where like she walks in and they're kissing and she like screams and like it, it, it's it's so inconsistent it's hard to tell if she even really likes him you know what i mean i almost feel like one thing that we're learning about Cece though is she is such a huge psychological mess um even even to her <laughs> like by her right. own admission yes. so i think that in some ways what we're maybe leading to is like She's been hung up on Mr. Sheffield for years, but she's not even really quite self-aware enough to realize that that's shifting. So she's kind mm. of like outwardly being obsessed with him, but is still like actually enjoying her time with Niles probably way more, you know? Well, Niles, like for all intents and purposes, Niles is much nicer to her. Like I know they like <laughs> dig it. It doesn't seem like that on the surface, but like if you if you look deeper into her relationship with both of these men, like Niles at least is like her friend and semi-confidant. And like Mr. Sheffield really does not treat her nicely. Like he's so like just – yeah. very like rude to her kind of you know well niles just like literally acknowledge like acknowledge her acknowledges her as a person in the room <laughs> like, yes uh whereas mr Sheffield sometimes doesn't even know she's there and niles screams 
because he doesn't like you. And she's like, but why? <laughs> she literally <laughs> says it like that. Yeah. And, and he goes, well, I don't know. For starters, you've known him for 25 years and you still don't know the name of his children. And she's yes. like, oh, children, kids' names. Like, I can do that. I can do that. And she's basically like, thanks, Niles. And um, she basically like kind of like uh, skips away happy. And then Mr. Sheffield walks up to Niles and he goes, oh, Niles, you don't think Miss Babcock is upset that I didn't take her, that, that I'm not taking her to this dinner with Elton John, right? You know, I don't want her to get the impression that I don't like her. And then Niles, who literally just screamed that at her, was like, uh, no, so I mean, where would she ever even get that idea? And then Mr. <laughs> Sheffield, who clearly heard the whole exchange, screams in Niles's face, because some big fat butler screamed it in her face. <laughs> and, then, and Niles pretends to have some sort of like heart episode and he takes so a funny. fiddle and Mr. Sheffield goes, I know those are Tic Tacs. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea. I like the implication there that Niles has been milking the heart attack and has been walking around the house, popping Tic Tacs when he's stressed out. And like Mr. <laughs> Sheffield apparently has known the whole time and let him get away with it. It's, it's, there's so many implications in that joke and I yes. love it. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> And then we got to Val and Fran jumping on the bed like giddy teenagers because, you know, it's like the official first date yeah. and Fran, Fran is ecstatic. And during this there conversation, was, huh? there was the interaction here where she's like, she, Val goes like, I do isometrics to keep my butt firm. And Fran just goes, get off my bed, Val. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, like what does she me. think isometrics are doing <laughs> It killed me. Get off my bed, Val. Like it was just the get off my bed, Val. (laughs) She's so she's like so done. (laughs) Just like, oh, that's gross. You're doing something with your butt while you're sitting on my bed. All right, sorry, I didn't mean to derail the scene. I just thought that was so so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Then um, during this conversation, when they're talking about how like, ooh, this amazing new this amazing first date's gonna happen, Fran's like, well, and you know, Val, I actually have already met Elton John. Like when I went on vacation with the Sheffields to the south of France, he was playing tennis, and I saw him on the courts, and I just yelled. Yoo-hoo! And Val's like, oh, Fran, you always know what to say to celebrities. And Fran's basically like, well, yeah, you know, when you get to be like where I am, you're just used to like moving and shaking. Uh, and she's like, but anyway, I think that Mr. Sheffield's going to be even more impressed on our first date when he realizes like Elton and I already know each other. And because it, and in her mind, she's like, this is our first date. It has to go so well. You know, exactly. as excited as she is, it's like high pressure for her. Um, and the next scene, <laughs> this is so great. They're all getting like leaving for this evening out to the premiere. Cause again, they're all going to the first part of the evening, but not the second part. And Cece comes in and she very proudly looks at Niles and she's like, I'm ready for my evening out with the family, including Maggie, Brenton, and Gracie. And he looks at her and he goes, but you forgot little Sydney. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> There are four. And then she like grabs the nearest photo and she goes, oh, right, right, right. I, I recognize that face. Great, great. Sydney, Sydney. And she walks off and then Gracie comes in and goes, Niles, are you done with that picture of us and Macaulay Culkin? <laughs> so just the idea that she was like, oh, I've seen him before. Yes, of course, Sydney. 
<laughs> yep. She just uh, takes it face value, you know, uh, again, proving she truly knows nothing about Mr. Sheffield or his yes. children. <laughs> yes. And Niles is truly setting her up for like a huge prank. Uh, and then Sylvia and Yana arrive dressed to the nines because they also apparently get to go. And I'm just like, Mr. Sheffield, admit it. You already have in-laws. Like you have all the downsides of being with this woman, except any of the actual fun, good stuff at this point. It really is like, Mr. Sheffield, like, are you asexual, dude? Cause what's going yeah. on here, man? Like at this point, like you get, you're getting everything except the thing. So like, I, well, I don't understand what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't you just be like, oh, I may as well just marry this woman already. <laughs> I know. Like her, her mother and her grandmother are here ruining my life every day. But Fran comes down the stairs. Oh my God. She looked gorgeous. She oh looks my like, God, dude. Oh, I wrote that too. Oh, I wrote, Fran looks fantastic. It's, it's it's not going to sound as pretty as it is because it's it's turquoise and white stripes, but they're not little stripes. They're like very kind of like probably like six, five inches each for per stripe. Sparkly yeah. fits her like a glove and she looks like a mermaid. Yeah, she really um, looks incredible in this dress. It is beautiful. It doesn't you're, you're right. The description doesn't really do it justice. It is. It just looks stunning. Like I, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, oh and God. she's also a little tan. And I was like, ooh, maybe yeah. they, you know, they all did just get back from summer breaks. Maybe she went That's somewhere. Right. And she she sees Sylvia and Yetta and she's like, remember, you guys got a scram after the premiere because that's when the date starts, <laughs> which is funny. And then they all, you know, come downstairs from their various like rooms and areas of the house and head out to the limo. And Fran is the last to leave. And she's like, oh, you know what? I just need a minute. I, I'm just going to fix my face real quick. But then when everyone's gone, it's this kind of sweet moment. She literally like looks up to the heavens and she's prays to God. And she's literally like, God. I really love that man out there. And please just make sure everything goes right tonight, okay? And she's like, and you know what? It would really help if I got some kind of sign to know that you heard me. And then the door opens and it's Mr. Sheffield. And he's like, "Uh, Miss Fine, uh, just letting you know, the limo's a little crowded, so you're going to have to sit on my lap. And then (laughs) she looks up at the sky and goes, that'll do. (laughs) And I was also like, I mean, shouldn't like Gracie sit on someone's lap? Whatever. (laughs) <laughs> he's a horned up he's a horned up dude no i think it's actually to be fair i actually think it's safer for a child to be in a seat with a seatbelt than on someone's lap oh you're so right we're at the screening of the movie which again yes. was a real movie that was released in in real time maybe about a month before this episode so mm-hmm. it was still out in theaters and gracie really wants popcorn um and so mr sheffield gets up to go get it with her and so then Everyone else is just watching the screen and Fran literally goes, oh my gosh, like this, this is the tennis court where I saw Elton John and spoke to him. And she's like really excited about it. And then we hear someone go, yoo-hoo. And then we cut to the next scene in the documentary, which is Elton John in his hotel room looking completely dejected and upset. And the person behind the camera is like, so what happened out there? And he's like, well, you know, I I was playing, I was, I was having a good game and some idiot woman yelled you who and i just i just lost my temper you know just it just really really made me angry and this look of horror dawns on fran's face where like this really ple- as to what she thought was like a pleasant encounter right actually uh was like a nightmare out. for him for some reason <laughs> yes yes yeah. and and from what i gather you know this is called tantrums and tiaras because elton john really 
did lose his ta- he did tantrum a lot yes. like he was a bit of a, he diva. Was a spoiled little diva yep yes um but i will say this when i was watching scenes online it was heartbreaking because the scene that i saw he goes to visit his grandmother because you know he was raised by like his mother and his grandmother the dad wasn't in the picture and he all he wants is clearly some love and approval from these women and he's in his like nana's room at the at the um retirement home and he's like oh nana like do you see the flowers the flowers that i make sure get sent to you every week and she goes oh yes yes and she's like i see those show up and i figure it must be you and he's like yes yes i I make sure you have them every week and she's like "Mm, yes and then and he's like and do you get my weekly cards do you get my weekly cards and she goes hmm Oh yes, yes, you do send those cards. Don't you? it was like it was just painful. Painful. Like yes. and then he was like he was literally like, Oh, like no no, I'm I'm up for an Oscar. An Oscar and you know, it, because because of uh some music I wrote for a film and she goes, Uh didn't you don't you already have one? And he goes, Oh no, no, I, I've got this, I've got this and he literally lists them out like a little child. Like he's a grown man. Mm-hmm. And he's like, But I don't have an Oscar yet, but I would be the first person to ever have a this, a this, a this, and an Oscar. And she goes, Hmm. And like it, it was just awful. That's- so uh yeah, but it made me definitely want to watch the full movie. But that's like uh, that's like 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 I don't. My mom is very supportive, so I can't relate there. But it is a bit like what my internal monologue is like. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, but you didn't get you didn't get. It's this, like, hey, though. I did this, this, and this, and it's like my brain goes like, hmm, that's nice. Oh, <laughs> it's but, like, you don't but get please, that? <laughs> just just love me, me. <laughs> uh, well Elton John has a physical external manifestation in the form of his mother and grandmother Lucky. Also him, they also call him fat regularly <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the way uh, on that same, on that note he looks great in this episode when he popped up I was like wow Elton John's in like great shape for Elton John in all of his various eras he looks the, the best here that I, yeah, that he, I, I think I mean, looked other than when he was like very very youthful you know and there's, you know, the joke is always that like Alton John has like a hair piece, but it looks good to me. I mean, it looks good. Yeah, he looks yeah. fine. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Uh, And so, but, oh, but grounding us back in where we are, Fran has just realized Mm -hmm. that Elton John indeed met her, but hated her. And now she knows she's going to be confronted with him at this dinner where she thought it was going to be this incredibly impressive thing, you know, for her. But Mr. Shelfield has not seen any of this because he was not in the theater when this happened. So we then cut to the bathroom after the show. Fran is freaking out. You know, there's like Maggie's there. Uh, Sylvia and Yetta are there. And she's just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. If Elton John recognizes me, he'll never do Mr. Sheffield's play. And Sylvia literally goes, this never would have happened if you knew your place with celebrities. You need to use decorum. And then she opens up a bathroom stall and she goes, oh, Miss Close. 
I love doing Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> so we can we can surmise that she just opened up a bathroom stall, saw Glenn Close taking a poop. Or wait, she could have been peeing. She could have been peeing, actually. Yeah, she could have been peeing. And then still engaged her in conversation. Yes, after lecturing hope- Fran, after lecturing Fran about decorum around celebrities. Yes, it's, yes. It's truly, ha- it's truly a brilliant and unhinged scene. A helpless Glenn Close on a toilet. Yeah. Uh, and then Fran literally comes up with this incredibly harebrained but hilarious scheme where she's like, I just need a disguise. She's like, because I, I'm not going to leave because that's going to ruin our first date. So I'm just going to make myself unrecognizable to Elton. And then she looks around and she goes, <laughs> so Yada. <laughs> she literally goes, Yada, when are you coming out of there? And then we hear Yada from inside a stall and she goes, I can't decide if I'm voting for Kennedy or Nixon. So <laughs> Sylvia clearly thinks it's 1960 and she is in a voting booth. <laughs> and Fran runs into the stall and starts literally wrestling uh, Yetta's wig off of her head. And yes. I just go, poor Yetta. She's like, it's just like that scene from Valley of the Dolls, which I also Googled. Oh, my God. It was an incredible scene uh, where there is these, you know, it's about three women in Hollywood all trying to make it. And they basically all succumb to like different pill addictions. But there's this scene between this younger actress and this older, more established actress where they literally get in one of those sort of like, um, what was that soap opera we were laughing about a few weeks ago where like everyone shakes each other, all the women shake each other. Dynasty. They get into like a dynasty like fight. And the younger woman grabs the older woman by the hair and grabs her hair off her head. And she realizes like, it's a wig, you know, and it's sort of like this woman's sort of signature feature. And it, sure. it actually like made me stress out because she goes, it's a wig. It's a wig. And she starts <laughs> running around the bathroom, like clearly going to go announce it to the world. And like the fear on the older woman's face was just awful. But anyway, so we reference that scene as, as yeah. Fran literally wrestles Yetta's hair off her head. We then go um, to that the dinner. Yes. El- Mr. Sheffield's already seated at a table um, and Elton John comes in with his partner and sits next to Mr. Sheffield and, and Elton is Elton John plays himself as a little bit of like not rude, but like not a warm person. Right. Yes. Absolutely. And, like, easily annoyed yeah. by like, tr- tr- like uh silliness around him. I mean, by all accounts, he plays himself pretty true to life. Like he, he, he seems like a diva and he carries himself like a diva and that's how he portrays himself as well. Honestly. And he, he's and, great and charming, but like, that's the vibe I got off of him. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he sits down and he goes, you didn't come alone. Did you Maxwell? And then Mr. Shelby goes, Oh no, no. I'm, I'm sort of using tonight as an opportunity for a first date. And then Mr. Al John goes, Maxwell, I'm involved. And, and <laughs> Mr. Shelby's like, Oh no, 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 no. She's in the ladies room. And, She's quite a knockout, I might add. Then enter Fran in full Yetta gear. She has Yetta's wig, her outfit, which was like kind of like a, a tracksuit, like one of one of mm-hmm. Yetta's like sequent oversized tracksuits, mm-hmm. and her huge Coke bottle glasses. She <laughs> looks hilarious. Hilarious. Uh, but she also can't see very well. So she's kind of like <laughs> like looking around the room, but clearly like almost like a deer to headlights in every moment because she has no idea where she is. At all, yeah. Mr. Sheffield looks shocked and horrified. 
Um, and I laugh because Elton John is actually kind of okay with this. <laughs> like, he's not like, this is weird. He's just like, oh, interesting choice. But He's very accepting. So, yes, yes. And but, but Mr. Sheffield drags her into the hallway, like demanding an explanation. And she basically has to confess that she's the woman that literally everyone in the room is talking about. Because the thing is, even it's it's a private dinner, but it's it's for like a number of different important people. So Mr. Sheffield mm-hmm. is sitting at the table with Elton, but there's like other tables in this room. And apparently everyone has been talking about the Yoohoo woman. And Mr. Mr. Sheffield's like, yeah, the Yoohoo woman. And he's like, oh my God. Like also realizing the implications for like his big show. Um, and <laughs> then they, they go it's so back stupid. to, it's so stupid. Well, because yeah, like, I mean, well, I, but you know what, given what, like we understand about Elton John, he might refuse to work to Mr. To work with Mr. Sheffield over something as silly as this. Right. Yes, absolutely. And so they then go we're back led, to the we're table. We're led to believe that by the episode, honestly, like, uh-huh. <laughs> like so um, and we go back to the table and Fran sits down and she's trying to like politely listen to the conversation, but she's literally like eating flowers instead of vegetables and wiping her face with lettuce because she can't see anything. <laughs> um, and Mr. Sheffield is so distracted by this that he can like hardly even pitch his show to Elton John because this is just like such a disaster. We then cut back to the mansion because the family has gone home. And this scene, I died. It was so funny. Yeah. Cece? is sitting in a living room, in the living room with a little blonde boy (laughs) we've never seen before. Tiny child, maybe seven years old. Yes. And and, uh, Niles comes in and he kind of does a double take and he's like, who who is that child? And she goes, it's Cindy. And then (laughs) Niles has this look of abject horror on his face and he goes, you idiot he's like sydney doesn't exist you've kidnapped someone's child and he's like oh my god oh my god we're going to prison we're going to prison because he instantly realizes like his his involvement in this and she's like what there's no sydney but i thought you were trying to help me and he goes he goes oh you baboon why would i try to help you and then he's just like oh my god and he runs off to call the theater and try to fix this and Literally, then this wry smile comes across Cece's face, and she goes, "Okay, kid, here you go." And she shells yep. out twenty dollars, and he goes, "You told me you were going to get fi- you told me I was going to get fifty. And then she's like, "Yeah, well, somebody forgot to say they don't know where their insulin is." <laughs> so she was going to try to take it a step further and make Niles think that the kid was also going to die. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, but it was so great because for me, thinking that Cece had kidnapped this child by accident made me laugh so hard. But then the fact that it had actually been a ploy was also very, very funny. And then we cut back to the dinner with uh, Fran as Yetta. And I loved Fran as Yetta, by the way. This I was, I thought this was so funny. I love the way, she, uh, like, uh, all of it. Great. Yeah, I, like her physicality, because the thing is, it changes her Hysterical. physicality. And yes. it's almost like maybe she's trying to slightly like lean into the fact that she's in a disguise, right? So she's it's like, or, or maybe this is just what wearing those clothes naturally does to a person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so- I think I think when any Jewish woman puts on those clothes, this is just the natural course of things. I mean, Sean, I we have to go as Yetta and Sylvia next year for for. You have to be Sylvia and I have to be Yetta. For the whole year? <laughs> For the whole year. Next year, we have to live as Yetta and Sylvia. <laughs> 2024. 
Um, I, yeah, I but, mean, I think it would be a very funny Halloween costume if we were. We'd have to spend Halloween in the same place, you know. Well, no, but this is what we just have to Halloween do. Costume. We don't even have to wait for Halloween. You and I should just commit to ordering the costumes online and then making Monica or Liz or some poor soul who always gets roped into our shenanigans, shenanigans. take some fun. Yeah, take some fun photos of us. Okay, let's let's do it. Okay, I'm we, down. we let's make do it. we make we, we make it. so many promises on the record that we don't. <laughs> But I think that would be so fun. That's part of the fun of the podcast. Yeah, but I think you would make a great Sylvia, and I think I'd make a great Yetta. Okay. I think I agree. Yeah. I'll Um, carry around a box of uh, cookies with me the whole night. Well, yeah, and you can have, like, a huge fake bosom on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But so then – uh, we go back to the dinner and it's, it's actually going okay because as sort of like severe and English as Elton John can be, he also is totally like fine with I, Franetta as I keep calling her in my notes, which is Fran dressed as Yetta. Like he's, he's very like um, accepting as you said of her. And then at the end of the dinner, uh, he's literally like, well, Maxwell, uh, we've got to get going, but uh, yeah, let's talk more about your show. It sounds great. Let's talk Tuesday, the schedule a meeting. And Mr. Sheffield's like, oh, okay. And he's like so surprised. And then Fran goes, <laughs> I love this line. She goes, oh, Mr. Mr. Elton John, um, could you autograph your latest CD for me? And he goes, of course, Fran. And then she goes, do you happen to have one on you? <laughs> it was just, just such a funny like demand to like ask for an autograph. Man. Yeah. And then, you know, he leaves and walks out and Mr. Sheffield looks delighted. Like this actually went great. But then Fran takes off her Coke bottle glasses and she's like, oh, oh, wait, he actually forgot to sign these. She stands up and she waves towards him because he's now sort of in the foyer of this area. And she goes, oh, Mr. Elton John, you (laughs) this realization processes phase. And we realize that he is a hundred percent like I know that woman and I hate. I know her. this person. Yeah, yep. uh-huh. that was a very funny end to it. And then um, we have a very funny button, which is as we cut back to the restroom, Sylvia has camped out with a chair in front of the stall that Glenn closes in and has the door propped open, and she's literally giving her pieces of toilet paper to sign and her autograph on, and she goes, uh, "This one's for my sister." distance from my aunt and then she pulls off a few more and she goes and if you could also just do a few generic glenn close i'll fill in the greeting (laughs) (laughs) such a funny concept that you get a celebrity to just sign their name so that you can fill the greeting (laughs) like yeah so that you can be like yeah well and it's also so you can be like you know um oh let me let me ask my friend glenn close to write you a little note and then you go home and you write the note you know (laughs) yeah it's amazing. <laughs> it was so good. This oh, episode God. was so fun. And it like kind of made me want to like, again, like dress like Yetta. I don't know. I know. Me too. Um, and should we get into our favorite lines and moments? We should go first to segments. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And now segments. So... Segments. Yeah, no, I think we should move on to segments. I to say we can move on to our segments. And now, segments. Segments. Uh, with Sean and Toria. Favorite lines and moments. Yeah, there you go. I love when Mr. Sheffield screamed, um, 
because some big fat butler screamed it in her face, <laughs> denial <laughs> to reprimand him for, for torturing Cece. Um, yeah, I really liked, I mean, we, we, we hit a lot of the ones that I, I loved the most. I, Niles, uh, Niles, you know, screaming, he doesn't like you is great. Um, I really liked when Maxwell asks Fran out on the date and she goes, um, he, uh, he goes, how about Friday night? And she goes, oh, I can, I got to cook for the Sabbath. And he like, looks like a little surprised and he goes, really? And she goes, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Of course not. <laughs> of course not. Um, I, I, we didn't flag this, but when Sylvia come, Sylvia and Yetta come to the mansion to all dressed up, Niles very politely compliments Sylvia, but it's clear that he's lying through his teeth because he goes, Sylvia, you, you look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very funny delivery. Um, and also, uh, Fran has this very funny line, um, when they're at the dinner after sh she's dressed as Yetta, right. um, when Mr. Sheffield like has dragged her out into the hallway and is like, Oh God, Oh God. And she's like, don't worry, Mr. Sheffield. Like he hasn't recognized me right now. He just thinks you're some guy with an Estelle Getty fetish <laughs> <laughs> as uh, Getty being, she played Ma in uh, golden girls. Yeah. And Very funny. also um, in a myriad of movies. She was yeah. uh, also Ma in uh, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Oh, my God. I can't believe you just brought that up, Shaw. That is so like – um, what's the word? Sit, what the fuck is that word? Like, no, not even serendipitous, but where it's like it's happening at the same time as this other thing. Simultaneous to no, you? No, it's like, it's like a dumber word. But anyway, I just found out that that movie exists and watched the trailer two weeks ago. It's a – it's – not as good as the trailer implies it is, but it's fun. That's so weird. I truly, Monica and I watched the trailer two weeks ago and we had never heard of it existed because we were thinking of ideas for movies and we were like, does something like that exist? And that was like the closest one. Oh man, that's crazy. Did you, you should watch the movie. Synchronicity. 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 There you go. There you I go. knew we'd get there eventually. All right. Uh, any more lines? Any more things? Uh, I love Cece calling um, out. Uh, sorry, Niles calling Cece a baboon. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a that's such a it very much reminded me of like something that my father would say, which <laughs> sounds so toxic. Jesus. But no, because like there's a sort of British way of scolding, <laughs> which is very harsh. But you know, you, you it's it doesn't feel harsh because you're used to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like being called a twit being called a baboon like it's very funny to me so, <laughs> but, uh, i also um yeah i think that was it we mentioned all the others um there was no yiddish in this episode which is None. fine yep um and then for trivia uh as i said earlier uh i was gonna regale you with a little bit more information on how this particular episode came to be, um, there was actually a interview on ABC.com because there's kind of like audio interview files that they then transcribe that ABC has in an archive. It starts with- Look you at know, you, you went to the archives for this. I love it. Yeah, I had to, there was a microfilm. I <laughs> go to the basement of the library. The microfiche, the microfiche. Yeah, it, I realized that- um, 
Buffalo Bill knew her. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, okay, but this starts with, uh, Elton John made a splash on the nanny when he made a cameo in 1997 in the season five episode, First Date. Star Fran Drescher revealed just how hard she worked to get the music great to appear on her sitcom. It took me a year or two to get him on the show, she told USA Today. Oh, actually, I don't know why this was in the audible audio archives if this was a USA Today interview, regardless. Um, She goes, I was always an Elton John AIDS Foundation supporter, and we were very warm to each other at all of his events. As for how they got Elton to agree to appearing on the beloved sitcom, Drescher said, it came down to good timing. When his documentary, Tantrums and Tiaras, was coming out, his publicist said, maybe this would be a good time to put him on the show to promote the documentary. There's a scene in the film where he throws a tantrum because he's trying to play tennis and a fan starts saying, yoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. So we thought it'd be funny if Fran was actually the yoo-hoo lady and got in trouble when she has the opportunity to meet him through Mr. Sheffield. That's amazing. And so the publicist came up with this idea and because Fran had been, you know, asking for a while. Yeah. And she says, the sitcom star praised her Elton for being such a good sport. That was an amazing episode and he couldn't have been more gracious, she said, adding that the cast came up with a special way to thank him. We heard that he loves red roses, so we filled his dressing room with red roses. Wow. Mm-hmm. I thought so that was cool. cool that his publicist uh, yeah, actually Yeah, that's that really cool. Yeah. I like it a lot. That's and it neat. was a, a perfect tie-in. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Nuts. Uh, that's nuts. Yeah, and then, it all came down to a publicist just being like, "Hey, this would be great." <laughs> yeah, crazy. like, oh, you know what? Oh, I thought of you. You've been thinking about this for a while. You know, it's very creative. Yeah. So, in terms of who you related to in this episode, anyone? I would have to say um, I probably related most with Elton John because <laughs> I too am a fancy, fancy queen who has very high expectations <laughs> for the world around me that everyone must meet. Um, uh, no, I, you know, like um, I do think that um, I do think Fran's um, Fran's sort of like, ne- like, her her instinct her instinctual desire to like overdo it around celebrities is definitely something I feel inside, but like I don't behave like friend. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like in my well, brain, sometimes I catch myself being like, like, oh, don't do that, don't say that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like. I related to Fran in that I feel like sometimes when you put so much weight on something, that's when something happens to wreck it the most, (laughs) you know, like when you're so (laughs) excited for something and this, this, you know, has sort of happened in my life where I learned to like try to not get too excited for something because I would always get sick before it and then I wouldn't be able to go or, you know, that's when it would rain and ruin the whole concept that I had for this really fun outdoor party or like whatever it was. So, um, I, I related to just like this one thing. I just really, really, really want to go well. And then like, of course, you know, nine times I've done this nine times out of 10 when I didn't care and it went fine. And, you know, now, now Ellen John recognizes me and I'm going to have to dress (laughs) like my grandma. (laughs) <laughs> Classic. Yeah, but I, I understood the spirit of I, I felt the spirit of what was happening. And then also not wanting to like 
bail. So, you know, I've done this thing where it's like, I, uh, I should say pre COVID cause now I'm almost phobic of this, but you know, really didn't feel well, but really, really like wanted that date to happen. So would like go mm. to the thing, but still like feel shitty when I should have been, or be like, I'm really, really sleep deprived because I've had such a stressful week. I should probably just stay in and take care of myself and sleep. But it's like, but I really want that thing. So I go to it. And then it's like, I probably shouldn't have done that. You know, like, yeah, but she, she clearly should have just gone home. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh-huh. She should have gone home. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, so she should have she should have not put on her grandma's <laughs> clothing and ran around like wrestled, like, wrestled no, a wig off her grandma. There's no world in which like that's the move. Just to be clear, that anyone should ever do. <laughs> yes, and the, and the thing that she did, which I found so relatable, was in trying to make sure it didn't get ruined. Ended up ruining it. Yes. You know, she didn't do the thing, the one thing that would have actually resulted in not ruining it because she, at the end of the day, was so excited for this date. Uh, but anyway, that's an episode. Yeah, that's uh, an episode. This was a good one. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm so far two for two. I'm loving season five, Toria. I love it. Yep. Yep. And um, um, season, the, the next episode's pretty fun too. Yes, it is. If you had thoughts about this episode that you would like to share with us, you can do so at Oh Mr. Sheffield, or sorry, Oh Mr. Chef Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And drum roll, please, Toria. That was the drum roll. Our email address is oh, Mr. Sheffield Podcast at gmail.com. And I have stupendous news. Are you ready? Uh huh. We got <gasps> our very first fan email. Yeah, I didn't know this. I'm finding out about this live on air. Yes, you are. I saved it. It was from. Uh, <laughs> It was from a fan named Holly who emailed us just to say, hi guys, just wanted to let you know that you're doing an amazing job and I love the podcast. You're both so entertaining and have me laughing at every episode I listen to. Can't wait to keep listening. Holly. And <gasps> my God, Holly, when I tell you the, the electric feeling, the charge <laughs> I got when I checked this Gmail account and it wasn't just spam from Spotify, HelloFresh and Anchor, but it was an actual human being telling me something that a human, only a human being could say. I, what, a, what a delight, Toria, that someone finally used it. I'm smiling from ear to ear. That's so fun. Yes. Thank you, so, Holly. Thank you. It is in a special starred folder. Um, and I, I thought that was really great. That made me so happy. So now other people, when you, you now you can see the excitement this brings to our lives because we're so, so sad inside. Um, so, <laughs> but no, uh, thank you everybody for listening. Um, and Toria, goodbye. Goodbye. The Flushing Girl from Flushing. Name Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. I, uh, uh, Miss Fine. <laughs>